Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast. My name is Anna McGuire, and I'm so excited to have a conversation with you today about sowing intentionally into our lives so that we can reap abundantly in the days, weeks, months, and even years to come. The conversation that I have been circling back to time and time again over the last six months has been this conversation of mentorship. I know that I'm stating the obvious here, but just to make it extra explicit, I don't know everything. I haven't experienced everything under the sun. I am not all-knowing and I'm definitely not all wise. I think I know some things and I think I've got some wisdom, but I have got a lot of room to grow. And what I'm seeing in my own life is that there is this temptation that when I don't know something, that I will do one of two things. I will Google it or I will just try to figure it out on my own. And the problem with those two things is, number one, Google isn't spiritual, and I do believe everything about our lives has some sort of spiritual element to it. And Google isn't a person. Google is a machine. It's an inanimate object. It doesn't have a soul, a spirit, a mind, a heart of its own. So that's the problem with going to Google first. It doesn't know me. It doesn't know my background. It can't speak directly to me. It might teach me how to hard boil eggs, but it's not going to help me navigate the most challenging seasons of my life or maybe some area of my life where I'm wanting to grow. So that's the issue with Google when I don't know something, if that's where I go. The other problem, if I only go to me, like I've already said, my experience, my knowledge, my wisdom on a particular subject or issue, conflict, growth point is very limited. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And this is where I see mentorship has been so valuable in my personal life. That in moments where I don't know what to do or how to respond or how to seek growth in a particular area of my life, having a third-party voice, somebody who knows me and wants the best for me, is incredibly helpful. When I think about building a life of purpose, a life that is true and authentic, a life that honors God, that is steadfast in faith, and that has a faith that stands the test of time and hell itself, there are a few things that come to my mind that are absolutely necessary. Number one is a daily abiding time with Jesus through reading scripture and prayer. And then another thing would be is gathering with other believers, other like-minded people who are centered on the gospel, who believe that Jesus is king and that he is coming back again and that he is the hope for the world. That's the second big thing. So yes, abiding in Jesus daily, gathering with other believers. And then there's this third element that I believe so desperately needs to be practiced more intentionally in our faith community, and really, even if you're not a person of faith, can be practiced to benefit your life. And that is this idea of godly mentorship. Mentoring is a dynamic and intentional relationship of trust in which one person, which is the mentor, empowers the other person, the mentee, 
by sharing their God-given experience, wisdom, insight, and resources. So I've been following Jesus for just over two decades, and I have experienced and seen firsthand the power and the gift of having a mentor. And I have seen how mentorship has helped to sustain my faith in some of the most difficult seasons of my life. My first mentor that I can think of, I don't know if it was like ever explicit that she was my mentor. Her name is Angela Morani. She was my middle school small group leader. She was the one who taught me about having really an intimate relationship with Jesus. She showed me so much about what a, a tender prayer time looks like. And then in high school, I had my youth pastor, John Brown, and Sherry Gunnis, and Lisa Fenimore investing in me when I was really being challenged with being pulled what I should do with my future. You know, at one time, I was afraid of public speaking. These were the people who spoke life into me and helped refine the gifts in my life. And as my family walked through challenging situations when I was in high school, these were the people that were there who loved on me, who pointed me to the true north which is Jesus. These were the people that spoke life into me. I honestly believe that if it wasn't for Lisa Fenimore, Sherry Gunnis, and John Brown when I was in high school, I don't know if I would be serving Jesus today. Real talk. Real talk with that. Then in college, Lori Warning was an incredible mentor to me. She is a fierce woman of God. And in those early phases of Bible college, figuring out what I was supposed to do, she was there. When I was in those early phases of dating Andrew, she was there. She spoke life into me. Dr. Debbie Johnson, she was my counseling professor, one of my supervisors. She was there. She spoke life into me. She took me under her wing. Dr. Mike Jaffe, he was an incredible mentor to me when it came to preaching and helping me navigate gifts and dreams and passions of mine. And then at the tail end of college, God brought me the one and only Christina Vincent. You've heard her on the podcast before. She is incredible and she still is a mentor in my life. And so mentorship has been a huge part of my story. But then I got into like my adult years, like mid-20s, and mentorship became something that I didn't prioritize as much or something that I sought out as much. And can I tell you, by the time I hit about 27, I could feel it. I could feel what it was like not to have somebody that I was intentionally seeking out to invest into me. This is me being real, honest, and vulnerable, Okay. I had hit a point at 27 years old because like Andrew and I were leading a pretty large youth ministry. I was in grad school. I was getting my master's in counseling. I was like, yeah, we know stuff. Like I wasn't taking the time to hear from people that were further along than me. Sure, I read books. Yeah, I listened to podcasts. Yeah, I'd rub shoulders with people who are like mentors and Christina Vincent was there all along. But I wasn't really valuing people who were further along in the journey than me. I wasn't really valuing mentorship in my life like I once had. So here comes 27-year-old Anna. We were in the midst of walking through a very challenging season in our personal lives and in our ministry. And I didn't really have a whole lot of people I could fall back into to give me wise and godly counsel because I hadn't done the pre-work of seeking out mentorship. Like that's nobody else's responsibility except for my own. Like I'm I'm getting a little fired up here because I this means so much to me right now. And I guess I'm 
I'm kind of grieving or I've grieved, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a little past it, that, man, I had those years where I wasn't seeking out mentorship. And here's the deal. It is nobody's responsibility to like find mentorship for me. I have the responsibility of seeking it out myself. Now, there can be people who position themselves in my life to invest in me and love on me, but then I have to reciprocate that. I have to seek them out as well. I have to go that extra mile and ask them to pour into me. So here I am two years ago in a really challenging spot. I'm needing some people to speak some life into me, and I begin to intentionally seek out mentorship, people who can speak into my life, people who can hold me accountable, people who can hold me capable, and people who can challenge me to go to the next level in every area of my life. A story that I love is this four-minute mile story and talks about how scientists and doctors said back in the day, like the 1940s, 1950s, that it was impossible to run a four-minute mile. Well, then in 1954, Roger Bannister, he broke the four-minute mile. Like he actually did it, which was like incredible. Like doctors said you would die if you did it, and he did it. And what's so cool is within a year of him breaking the four-minute mile, 24 other people also broke the four-minute mile. Something that they said was impossible within a year of him doing it, 24 others did it as well. He showed people what was possible. For other runners, it made them believe their dream of breaking the four minutes was possible. And what I'm finding in my own life is that like for those runners, it's powerful to have individuals in our lives who have taken on the course that's before us. People who know what kind of grit, grace, and humility is required to run the race of life well. Mentorship. We see the power of mentorship throughout all of Paul's letters in the New Testament. Paul mentored Timothy. Paul mentored Aquila and Priscilla. You also see mentorship in the Old Testament in examples like Eli and Samuel. We see mentorship modeled in scripture. Somebody who is further along in the journey, investing in someone that may be younger or just not as far along or as much experienced in a particular area. Paul, in one of his letters, he talks about Timothy's calling to be a leader that raises up other leaders. And that is no easy task. So instead of Paul being like, Timothy, go figure it out, Paul was available to Timothy to invest in him. There's something here that I don't want for us to miss, and that is Timothy had free will. He could have easily chosen to sidestep Paul's mentorship. He could have been like, no, Paul, like I got the calling. I've got the plan from God. I got the purpose. I'm good. But I wonder if he would have sidestepped Paul's mentorship if he would have completed his assignment from the Lord to be the the leader that raised up leaders. Paul, he instructed strategize with, and encouraged Timothy. If Timothy, who is a hero of the New Testament, benefited from having a mentor, I know I can too. I know that mentorship 
will help and currently helps to sustain my faith in challenging and painful seasons, as well as in easy ones. Mentorship also helps me to grow. Mentors help see blind spots in my life where I may be missing the mark. Mentors show me potentially a different path forward than what I had planned. Mentors help me with conflict when I don't know how to respond to a situation or a person. They give me insight and wisdom. So I'll just say that pretty plainly, if you want to have a faith journey, if you want to have a life, a race that stands the test of troubles and time and that really does make an impact, you need mentorship. Mentorship I am finding isn't an option, it's a need. It's a need. And so my challenge to you for sewing intentionally is to seek out a mentor. And saying, okay, well, you got me fired up. How do I find and seek out a mentor? Well, I would ask you this question. And John Brown gave me a lot of these questions because he was the one who really encouraged me many years ago to never let mentorship be lost in my life. And these were questions he gave me when it came to finding a really good mentor. And that was, who is someone in your world or closely connected to your world that you admire? What are specific qualities about that person you want replicated in your life? And get specific. So a mentor that I recently invited into my life, she is a lead pastor. She is incredible. She is calm, clear-minded, bold, so personable, relevant, hungry to learn, and really consistent. And I see those things in her life, and I want those things replicated in my life. Who is somebody in your life somebody closely connected to your world that you admire, and then what specific qualities about that person do you want replicated in your life? Then, here's the next thing, is you have to ask for people to mentor you. This is one thing that I have learned like painfully. Like Honestly, it was like, man, if I would have just done this sooner, I would have benefited earlier, sooner. You got to ask. Go to that person that you admire, someone who has the kind of character or life experiences that you want replicated in your life. And you got to ask them, hey, would you mentor me? Would you speak into my life? Recently, when I've asked people to mentor me, I do give them this option. Whether this is once a quarter, once every other month, Every couple months, whether it's on phone or Zoom and in person, whatever would be the most convenient to you, I would love to have you mentor me. So that's how I first ask. And the thing is, is when I ask, I fully understand that the person may say no, and that is okay. Honestly, I'd rather have somebody say no instead of saying yes and then not be able to really like invest and mentor, it feels just like too much on them. That's okay. I've experienced before where people have asked me to mentor them and I've had to say no just because of what was happening in my life in that season. And I've just had to communicate to them is I would love to be in your corner. However, I can't commit to that kind of up close investment in this season 
but I want you to know that I love you and that I'm in your corner. And so it's okay if they say no. I've actually had somebody that I did ask to mentor me within the last year, and she had to say no. And that was okay. It didn't like devastate me. I knew she was busy, that she has a full life, and I respect that. So you got to ask and be okay if the person says no. But if they say yes, you want to follow up with this. Give this person permission to speak into areas of your life where you may have blind spots. Now, this is going to require humility because it may hurt sometimes or may be uncomfortable at times, but this is where mentorship really benefits you. You also give them permission to ask you tough questions, questions about your social media, questions about your relationships, questions about the motivations of your heart. And here's that commitment I make to the mentor is because they're taking the time to mentor me, I'm making the commitment to be honest with them when they ask me these questions. And then the third thing is give them permission to involve you in their life in any kind of way. I'm so thankful for Christina, who I've already mentioned earlier, is that she had started a brand new arm of a a national ministry. And she invited me to be a part of it so that I could learn with her, so that I could grow from seeing her develop and create a ministry from the ground up. And can I tell you, that was so powerful. She knew I needed that kind of development in my life, and she invited me along on the journey. And it has been so good. And now here we are, years later, we've, we still work together in this ministry, and it has been so fun and so fruitful. In this season, I have several very intentional mentors in my life. And can I tell you, I feel like a new woman. I feel more energized, more purposed, more clear-minded about where I'm headed and what my purpose is more than ever before. Truly. I'm not just saying this to fill like space on a podcast. This is really from the depths of my heart. I'm feeling this way and I know it's because I'm recognizing I don't know everything and I don't have all wisdom, but there are people that God has developed and that they have been faithful to the Lord and that they are mighty men and women of God who are pioneers, who are purposed, who are steadfast and keep Jesus number one over everything. Seriously, huge shift for me. It has been fresh life for my faith, fresh life for me as a mother, as a wife, as a entrepreneur, as a ministry leader. It has been so good for me. And can I tell you, no matter how old you are or what season of life you're in, Can I encourage you not to excuse yourself from practicing this? Find a mentor. They exist. They exist for no matter how old you are. They exist. Andrew's grandfather, I was actually talking with him not too long ago, and he was talking about the mentors in his life. In his life. And that was so cool to hear him share about the people and the voices that he has trusted, even in his later years of his life, to invest in him. So don't excuse yourself from this. Look intentionally for someone that you would love to invest in you. What qualities do you want in their life replicated in yours? And then ask them. Ask them. I am a better woman. I am a better follower of Jesus, a better mom, a better wife, a better everything 
as a result of being more intentional in this season to have mentors, godly men and women who live according to the word of God, who graciously come alongside of me, help me see my blind spots, challenge me to grow more, and really help me run my race more intentionally and purposed. Friend, I am always in your corner and forever cheering you on. And I truly believe that if you choose to sow intentionally into this area, you will reap abundantly, not just in the immediate sense, but for the long haul. I love you so much, my friend, and I can't wait to talk to you next week.